Today, it's your turn, teens. We're gonna give you a fair shake on dating. We'll give you some principles, maybe some tips, about how to date and things to think about as you're dating. We're talking to believers, and we want you to have the best life that God's designed for you. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to the First Youth Podcast. This is the place where we get to talk about common themes and topics that teens and their parents deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. My name's Gabe, and this is Kyle. The topic today, part two of forbidden love. <laughs> we need a Fabio voice to come in and say for us, forbidden love. Grow my hair out. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, we did the first one, and we said, man, there's a lot here. Even after we did that, and said, we should probably talk to teens, too, because they're the ones actually doing this. Um, a lot of topics are, but yeah. this one, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, some of it is like a fair shake. They should get a fair shake too. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into a little bit of that today. Um, we got a couple of points, a couple of things, and I think it'll be good. I think it'll be helpful, productive. So when it comes to teen dating, because that's really what we're talking about here, mm -hmm. teen relationships. Let's say that because that dating yeah. word can get thrown around and mean many different things. But when it comes to teen relationships, um, if we're gonna speak to the teens and first youth specifically, mm -hmm. what would be our advice as not only youth pastors? Uh, once again, we are not parents of teens, but right. we spent about 10 years now with students, yeah. and um, and we were also teens once ourselves. So uh, long time ago. going through these things ourselves from what we picked up in our years, um, also in ministry, what are some of the things and the tips that we would give our students? Well, you know, some of these... Um we're not going to go into like how to date. Like when you're on the second date, here's some things to think about. Although that would be fun too. That'd be a great time. Uh, maybe deserves a whole other video. DM us sometime. We'll tell you all about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, th th again, these are some more principal things that we should think of as believers, um, mm -hmm. but also just as, you know, as getting into a dating relationship. One, and this is something we've stressed, and you're going to hear a couple of times as we begin to talk about this here, is um, if you can wait, wait. Mm. <laughs> if you can wait, wait. Um, I, I don't think that just because everybody's doing it that you should jump into it. And Paul says that about a million times in all of his letters. Culture's doing this, but don't just be swept up. Don't conform. Don't hmm. don't jump in. Um, uh, being a believer is a thinking man's game. Um, you can't just dive into it. So if you can wait, you should wait. Um, for a number of reasons, a couple of which one is dating gets complicated. Even if you do it right. The, just a know. reality. Relationships, right? Relationships alone. Yeah. Throw in then some sort of interest on some sort of attracted level, and it begins to get complicated. Mm -hmm. So if you can wait and not have that in high school, think about how much different high school could have been or would have been or could be for somebody. Um, now, some people would love to date, and I think that's where it gets a little tricky. Is some people are trying to encourage and rile up and get things going. Um, I, I think some of that comes from that we're looking around at other people. We're looking at couples or we're yeah. looking at uh, people online or Instagram. Yeah, and it's totally. couple goals, right? And yeah. and 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 so it it almost creates in some people an appetite. So I would say if you can wait, wait. One because it's complicated, and two, um, don't don't try to stir up some sort of an appetite for yeah. it if you are trying to wait or if you can wait. And to, Just, our, to our teens' defense, you know we are in a culture where it's everywhere. Sure. You can't turn your phone on without seeing you know which one of your friends is dating someone else, right. and that can create some some desires that maybe weren't there before. Uh, one of the books I was reading recently, Kara Powell, author of Growing With, she identified and said that young people are driven by three specific quests mm. in life. Mm. Um, number one, identity, so who am I? Yeah. And when it comes to relationships, sometimes we, we gain those things maybe from a relationship necessarily instead of 
where they should be grounded from it sure. in our identity in Christ. Number two, they say belonging. So mm. where do I belong? Yeah. Um, once again, these are these are things that all people are are searching for. But in teenagers, it's kind of amplified, yeah, right? They're and searching for it. They're it's searching given for that. So identity, belonging. Where do I belong? In and, mm. and sometimes teens will seek out a relationship not based upon that person necessarily, but they're looking for someone to fill a position in their life. Yeah, that's good. And uh, and that can get them into trouble. And third, they say. Um, teens are really driven by by purpose. How do I make a difference? Hmm. Um, so so those three things sometimes play a role in why and and the the foundation of why they're looking for a relationship. And so. teens are growing up faster than ever before. Absolutely, it seems like maturity's pushed more and more. And cars have done that. Phones have done that. But for yeah. for no uncertain reason, yeah, absolutely. Two, we say this: if you can't wait, and to be fair, some people cannot wait. There are teens out there, they just can't wait. And again, I've preached this multiple times. I'm preaching it. We're in the middle of a series right now on Wednesday Night Drive um, where there are some teens that just have an eye mm. and, and they and they can't help themselves. And some of that's to like a parent's chagrin. They just don't, they can't, they don't like it. But a lot of times um, the parents were that way. And so there's a little right. bit of something going on there. But for the teens, they can't wait. I always tell and I preach, you shouldn't feel guilty about it. God did make you to want right. to be with somebody. Yeah. It's not a bad desire. No, it's not something in the flesh where it's like, oh, now I want to date people. I, you know, I gotta. It, it, it should be there. You do want that is a blessing. Children are a blessing. Mm-hmm. Finding a good wife is a good thing. It says in the word. So Amen. you shouldn't feel guilty about that. But when you go into that, you should go slow. For one reason, high school is long. A middle school. You're not even in high school yet, so you should go slow. Um, that you're not going to date uh, once and be done. You're not the first person you're interested in, ever. Is there's no way that's the person that you marry because you're like 12 years old. Unless you only have eyes for your wife, you know that, and that's it. And that's a fairy tale. It's never going right, to happen. Right, right, right. So go slow. It's long. You know, there's a long process there. There's multiple grades. And two. In order to go slow, you need to have some sort of boundaries. I put down just a couple things. I have one, sexually. If you haven't articulated where and how far you'll go and stuff, then I'm guaranteeing that you're just going to wander. Well, wandering's mm-hmm. never good, so don't do that. Two, your phone and hanging out. I put those two things together. You should have some sort of boundaries on how long you talk to somebody. My parents helped me with this um, because we have, as hands, the gift of gab. That's something that we <laughs> have, okay? So we are easy. We're easy to talk to and talk at great lengths with. So if it's two in the morning and you're still talking from like eight or ten, and I and I've heard it from teens, it's not uncommon. Um, you need some sort of boundary. You're going 110 miles an hour. Yeah, that's and 25. And it's not, that's not the first night or the last night they'll do yeah. that either. Especially if it's on a weekend or something, maybe two or three days in a row or a vacation or something. I mean, my goodness. For most of us, high school is four years long too. Right. So take it slow. Just slow down. It's it's okay. It's exciting, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be careful. Um, number three, I put if you can't wait. Again, if you cannot wait, find a believer. Mm. This is something, and again, we're talking to Christian teenagers here. You should find a believer. If you if you have to date, you can't wait, and you feel like you're getting into something, it should be with a believer. That, that seems like common biblical sense. And two, it's common sense in the idea that you're going the same direction. It just is. Now, I would say this, and this is part of the, the thing we've talked about before and is kind of a fair shake for teenagers— a lot of teens do date unbelievers. Hmm. Girls dating guys, guys dating girls. And the I and and I think what I'm sensing and the thing I can p- kind of pick up on is even though we've encouraged, I'm sure their parents have encouraged, I'm sure they've heard this before, um, has been to date, is that they don't see a real difference. This is something I'm reading. They don't see a real difference between a non-Christian and right. a Christian on a whole bunch of different levels. Um, we've said before, like like music, like they're probably listening to close to the same artists. The way they dress. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like we're wearing, you know, black and white only and no buttons and the world's all wearing colors. We're dressing the same mm. um, language and what we talk about and how we talk. There's not, there doesn't seem like there's too much different between a Christian and a non-Christian. And so I think um, what's labeled as Christian for teens is, well, as long as they have like good morals and they believe in God. We often have that in conversation. We'll ask our students, hey, I see you're, you're dating a girl, you're dating a guy. Yeah. Do they love Jesus? That's kind of our, yeah. our forward way of asking them, hey, are they are they a believer? Right. And often the, the conversation leads to, well, they're a good person, right. and I think they go to this one church, or they went to a church once, and and uh, kind of beat around the bush yeah. there. But uh, the, the concept is, hey, they're kind of a moral person, and right. they're just like the rest of the Christian kids that I associate with. And I think that's probably, one, it, that question, which is great, and, and their con- that conversation to have is great. It shows their criteria. They're showing their hand, well, this is my criteria. Sure. Be a good person. Yeah. Because for a lot of them, it's, I'm having fun. We're, I'm not courting this person to get married. Um, Although that should kind of inform how 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 you're dating, mm-hmm. um, you know that's their criteria, and it shows a little bit of the criteria for themselves too. It's a little bit of a show on you. Um, if you're dating an unbeliever, you do believe fundamentally different things. Even if the things that you believe aren't like I'm going into ministry, if you just right. believe in God and um, and and what you believe about God and who you are and all that stuff is different than an unbeliever. It is. You're going a different direction in life. You have different motivations, and it's going to show up. It always right, does, right? right? How many times have we seen this? Girl and a guy date, and the guy doesn't really like coming to church, so the girl starts to slip away a little bit. Or she brings him, and it's not completely comfortable. Yeah. He has no motivation to be here. He's coming for you, and you're coming for a different reason. So, you know, I, I think there is, it doesn't seem like it. There absolutely is a difference. And from our perspective, we've seen this time and time and time again where you can almost kind of, uh, say this is kind of what's going to happen in their future yeah. based upon that scenario. And uh, for me, I, I'm a firm believer that even Christian friendships, mm. um, the base of that should be a relationship with Christ. And yeah. the people that you're closest with um, as a teen should be those who are are members of you know the Church of God and and have Jesus as the um, the focal point in their life. And if that's true about a, a friend relationship, yeah. then even more so about a, a dating or a um, a guy-girl relationship. And it's not the end of the world. Dating an unbeliever is not the end of the world. I, I hope I'm not fired. When I was in high school, I dated one or two girls who were not believers, and I had to learn, and it was obvious. But the, And this is great. I think God was using this for, for spiritual, spiritual maturity is he was using those moments to shape who I was. Those were big moments. Of course parents should be nervous. Your parents, if you're dating a non-believer, are going to be nervous, and they have a right to be um, because this is heavy stuff. Um, but God can use that. I know of two guys right now that I'm specifically talking to um, that it has shaped what they believe about God and has grown them up. I've watched them mature. Other people have hmm. seen it in this process of dating somebody who's not a believer. Um, so God uses those things. It's not the end of the world. You're not a horrible person. Um, but you are playing with fire, and some people get burned. So you, you, you do need to Which be Which is careful. why we say, if you can wait, <laughs> wait. Keep saying it, man. Right? It's great. If you can wait. Wait, Wait. So you're ready for that moment where yeah. you really are looking for someone to spend the rest of your life with. Um, and and that's one of those things that's, to us, it's it's just wisdom. Yep. Um, where we're not going to come down too judgmental on either side, no. but uh, just life wisdom. And, and you know, from, from 10 years in youth ministry, kind of some of the stuff that we've seen. Sure. One of the best pieces of advice my dad gave me, and this is so simple, but he said, Gabe, when you're looking for a girl— Find a girl that makes you more like Jesus. And that's so simple. But I found a girl, and she made me 
a better follower of Christ. And uh, I knew that was, you know, that was in God's will for mm. me. And, and um, it, it didn't have to be complicated. She made me a better person mm. and made me more like Jesus. So for me, a foundation of relationship should start upon that. Mm. Now, not every not every teen is is blessed to have like a great family dynamic, right, right. but that should be like this. Maybe like a bonus point here. We'll just throw one in: is uh, have them around your family if you mm. can have them around your family. Um, I did, and it was very obvious which ones were like us and could be around us, and which ones weren't. So, so if you have yeah. that, I think that's like it's a great a, filtering system too. It really, you know, it really is. Your your family's not going anywhere. Yeah. So if, if they're comfortable with your family, that's yeah. a that's a really good sign. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Your family's not going anywhere. You're going to introduce somebody new yeah. into that dynamic. Make sure it's a, a good soup yep. there. Yep. Um, and this one kind of builds into it because not everybody's got family, but everybody's for mm. the most part got friends. And that's uh, if you can't wait, if you can't wait, uh, be friends first. Um, it's, I think it's fantastic and it absolutely shows maturity when somebody is interested, Yeah. but they don't just dive right into a relationship and talk in six hours a night. What they do is they wait by joining up as friends first. They find themselves around them. Now for adults on the outside, we can see when you're doing it. It is not lost on us at all when you're interested in somebody. I think every time a teen is interested in somebody, we could pick it out and say who it is right. and we're watching you approach. And as much as we laugh at it and make fun of it, it's still a great way of doing it. Be sure. friends first and, and, and try to just kind of introduce yourself a little bit. To me, it's the natural progression, right? Why would you jump into a romantic relationship if you didn't have a friendship first? Yeah, you didn't even know. So it, it, it should be that yeah. way. And and I know for me personally, that, that, that was my story too. Jess and I were friends for three years yeah. before it ever became a romantic relationship. And uh, that just built such a great foundation yeah. for our dating relationship is we were really good friends. Yeah. Uh, so obviously something that... that uh, I, I really believe in. I, I put that I put that thought up on uh, from Levi Lusco. Okay, he was doing this yeah. whole series, and we saw this Instagram post, and I saved it. We looked over it, and he said this. He goes, and I, I shared this on Wednesday. I think it's a great line. I'm gonna, probably going to remember it forever. My kids are going to be tired of hearing it from me, um, <laughs> and, the teen, and the teens here are going to be tired. Like guardrails, right? Yeah, guardrails. you can't get away from that. Um, the other one is, and he says this. He goes, the the goal of a of a of, a, of dating and all that stuff, it's to build a friendship, not sexual chemistry. So good, because because dating's a wisdom topic. It's not. It gets pushed too far into the purity thing. Right. It just right. gets. But that you got to drive it the other way to build a friendship, not sexual chemistry. And that's such a skill to have to build friendships with people. I'm a very uh, I'm a very private person. I exclude myself a lot. Hmm. So I've had over time to learn how to be friends with somebody, to learn how to dive in and give in a relationship. And uh, dating helped me do that. To, to give to Shauna because mm -hmm. she was given to me. I was getting attention. I was giving attention, but there was more than that. So building a friendship uh, is absolutely huge, and it, that is a skill that you got to have. Um, and two, when you have that skill, it becomes important later after the whole discovery process is over. So, t so here's what, here's what some, this, this comes in. Teens are uh, getting together, they're starting to date, and then they're racing through all the discovery process, six, eight hours a day or a night talking and texting and stuff like that. And then once they've discovered who each other are and you know maybe they've built a sexual chemistry and stuff, then it's over. There's nothing left. Hmm. I know a ton about you. Not everything, but I know a ton right. of information. I have a ton of experience over the past couple of weeks or months with you. And we're not friends. We just kind of like meeting each other, right? Yeah. And, and so there's no friendship. You you gotta have that skill. Learn how to be friends and have moments and hang out. Have them around your family with other friends. Yeah, they should be friends with your friends. That's a great safety thing. Be around other people. If, if the, you think about that, if, if you the rest of your friends don't like them too, that's a good indicator. Then yeah, because you're like those people. Yeah. So maybe there's something else that you kind of see in them that nobody else is, and that's a good 
boundary. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I tell people all the time, own it. If you're dating somebody, own it. Yeah. You know, bring them around. And if you can own it, not be ashamed of it, then you're on the right track. It's a good indicator for um, sure. Yeah. It's great. So do goo goo eyes with your friends there. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to see it. They'll keep you in check. And there's just a great accountability there for everybody. Um, so, yeah, re- real broad topic. A lot of things to say, but those are just a couple of things that so I thought to wrap this were up. positive. If you can wait, wait. Wait. Right? If you wait, wait. If you can't, yeah. go slow. Yeah. Go yep. slow. Yeah. And uh, and and third, find a believer. Find someone who has the same direction as you yeah. in life. So important. And and last up, start out as friends. Start out as friends and see where it goes from there. If you can't wait, wait. go slow. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't wait, wait. Go slow. If you can't wait, go slow with a believer. If you yeah. can't wait, go slow with a believer who you were first friends right. with if you can't wait. And guaranteed steps towards marriage. No, I'm just kidding. Well, there you have it. We will see you again very soon on the First Youth Podcast. Have a great day.